How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Right side, Darren. Catch and shoot three. No. Hood has it. Six seconds left. No timeout called. Hood goes to the front court with two. Rises. Fires. Hits with .8 seconds left. Rodney Hood! You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 19th of December. A gritty, fighting win for the Jazz in Memphis. How big a deal is that? We'll talk about that. Plus, we'll look where the Jazz stand and the consistency level of some of these guys. Plus, we'll walk around the NBA. It's all coming up on a Monday edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. Jazz NBA insider coming to you. From San Francisco, California, where the Jazz will play the Warriors tomorrow. Jazz winners now of 11 of 13 after the great win in Memphis last night. We'll talk about why it was such a good win by the Jazz. We'll break down a little bit more uh, key plays, look at that one uh, a little bit more in depth. There were some really big sequences uh, in the ball game, and we'll look around uh, the NBA as well. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Jazz on iTunes or whatever it is that you use as your podcatcher. And if you can give us a five-star routine, uh, review we'd greatly appreciate it. there's the national show locked on nba and there's also a daily show on every nfl and nba team out there for you so hope you enjoy uh whatever it was peter edmondson does a great job on locked on grizzlies if you want to get reaction uh from his side of things and danny larue does incredible work on locked on warriors if you want to get the look at what's coming up uh for the jazz today's show is brought to you by jamalto the data security company, Jamalto. We'll tell you more about Dan Spence at Jamalto and the what they do and how they might be able to help your company in just a minute. But let's start off with where we start every single show, pins across the world. I would love it if you sent one in. I could still use some. Uh, dlock09 at gmail.com. Send me your story of how you became a NBA slash jazz fan, jazz slash NBA fan, and uh, where it is you listen to the show from. And here is today's edition. My name is John Wild. I've been a loyal listener to your podcast since the live video analysis days, and I'm so happy to expand it through the NBA to provide my NBA fix. I started listening to Locked On Podcast of whoever the Jazz will be facing that night to hear the deeper content of the Jazz opponent. You know what? It's great. There was a moment earlier, I think it was Denver, I was talking about Nikolai Jokic has got to, or no, it was maybe uh, Nurkic, Nurkic has to stop throwing one-hand passes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then on the first play of the game, he turned it over with a one-hand pass. I was like, okay, you're not getting that type of analysis anywhere. So I agree with, with John. Uh, it's taken me forever to write my pin, uh, but my pin comes from Murray, Utah, but also would like to pin uh, Slovenia. In 1999, I had the opportunity to teach ski lessons in Germany while on a road trip to Croatia. We were at the 
Tresti border station between Italy and Slovenia when I got, gave my passport to Slovenian Border Patrol. He took a look and saw that it was marked as Utah. He looked at me and asked if I was a fan of the Utah Jazz. And being a lifelong fan, I said, of course. The soldier got a huge smile on his face, unsnapped the buttons of his uniform shirt, and revealed a John Stockton 92 Dream Team shirt. The cartoon drawing kind. I couldn't believe it. It was great to see that appreciation for Stockton and the jazz had reached all around the world. Please add Slovenia Border Patrol soldier pin by proxy because he's still out there somewhere, hopefully rocking the Stockton shirt. Uh, P.S. I like you, my fellow free healer. Uh, work as a part-time patroller at Deer Valley if you want to email me back. Oh. I, I, I will will take a run. You could probably teach me a few things if you're a patroller at Deer Valley. All right, that is our pin across the world. Let's get to our tip-off story of the day. It's just a, a, a gritty, grinding, impressive win uh, by the Utah Jazz in Memphis. And so why is this win impressive? Uh, this win's impressive for, uh, for a few reasons. Uh, one is Memphis doesn't lose these games. Uh, over the last six years in games, now this didn't fit last night, but in games side by three or less, it sure felt like we were heading that way. Memphis is 45-16. and 16. In games within five, with five to play, Memphis is 156-87. and 87. That's incredible. And then this one's really remarkable, because when a game's within three with three to play, sometimes it's a coin flip. You know, the play last night that changes the game is uh, Boris hits a three, we go down and get a stop. They come down, Rodney drives, misses, tip follow, misses, Gasol gets the rebound. It's a three-point game, three minutes to play, close game, and Gasol rushes the outlet pass to Conley, and it goes out of bounds. Now, there, you know why, why does that happen? Well, one, because the Jazz defense has been so good all night, and Gasol's off his game that... You know, he rushes that pass to try to force them to get up on the run and get some early action so they don't get against set defense. And then the other reason is Conley and Gasol haven't played much together recently, and so even after all those years, they're just a little off. You know, whatever it might be, whatever the reason was, sure, the Jazz deserve some credit, but to the other extent, that's close to an unforced error. Uh, the Jazz then come back, and Hayward nails a three uh, late uh, to put them up six, and it really changes the game. Uh, the other huge sequence of the game Last night was uh, they come out of a timeout. Fisdale is one of the best in the league already at diagramming plays. Um, Diagrams the play and um, gets Conley an open three and Conley misses. Conley wasn't very good last night. He looks very much, this is very common, you know, marquee player, second game back from extended uh, timeout. First time out there fresh, second time out there body hates them. That's what he looked like last night. And... He misses. Jazz come back the other way. They've got their diagram set play at least to a Hayward low bounce pass to a Gobert dunk. And that's another sequence. Now, those are both guys making plays. But to some extent, it's just a make or miss league. So in games within three with three to play over the last six years, the Grizzlies are an unthinkable 119-60 and going into the last night. If they had won that game last night, they would have won 67%. Of those games. So for the Jazz to be in Memphis against Gasol and Conley, both of who were having bad nights, somewhat uh, probably related to what the Jazz were doing, somewhat related to just, you know, it happens. And to win that game, that's that's a win that only the best of teams win. I mean, that's, that's only, you know, a really, really good basketball team wins that game. Uh, if you haven't figured this out, every 
single indication out there on the Utah Jazz is that they're really, really, really good. I mean, really good. Pot, you know, I, I think uh, I, I'm one to temper expectations at times. Uh, I still think this team has never, you know, won a game it has had to win, which is going to make playoff basketball very, very difficult for them. Uh, but with that said, I would tell you, you know, I, I think it's real. We're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think it's realistic to think that we could have a heck of a first-round series. Uh, I think it's realistic to think that we could have a heck of a second-round series, right? Uh, I don't know if we win that first-round series. Houston's won 10 straight, and they're pretty good, and that's probably the likely matchup, whether it's 4-5 or 5-4. F- f- uh, and they're really good, and they're probably one of the most difficult teams for us to match up on, even though we hammered them last time. Uh, but that's, you know, that's where we're heading. In other words, go get your tickets is really what I'm telling you. This is this is a pretty fabulous group. It's coming together. And to do this without George Hill is amazing. I was talking to someone late last night, and I said, I thought that was an impressive win by the Jazz last night. And they said, yeah, particularly because your point guard play. You know, I think Shelvin's been all right, but it's not been, uh, you know, it's hard right now. That point, The point guard play is not at the caliber of what George Hill would be. So uh, really – Super impressive, and those are the, you know those key sequences last night, and then to be on the road, and and to be beaten to hell, frankly, you know that game was a physical physical fight in which guys were just hammering each other on seemingly every play, and for and, and every rebound and every cut, and guys were starting to rebound, you know well before shots went up and grabbing and holding and and you know the coaching staff prepared the jazz so well yesterday with this basic message that they they're they're great defensively they foul more than anyone in the league and they foul early and it gets called early and as the night wears on the officials call it less and less i actually saw one of the officials after the game and I can't get into, you know, they're not on the record. But I just said to him, like, wow, that had to be really hard to call. I mean, it did. It, it had to be incredibly difficult to figure out what you're calling. You could have ruined the game. I thought they did a hell of a good job last night. I mean, we won. I thought they got burned on the Conley flop, which was ridiculous. But that happens. Um, and it, you know, got me mad. And I, you know, shook the standard of where we're broadcasting from at probably too high a level. But I I would tell you that I really thought uh, that considering the circumstances that that was about as well an officiated game uh, as as you can get, uh, considering, really considering a little bit of the bloodbath that was going on. I mean, it's really, the game is, is tied with five minutes. This is the game that this team has not won. It's tied with five minutes left. It's tied with three minutes left. Now, we did all the research last year, and one of our listeners, who I unfortunately cannot remember his name, did a huge amount. And if, and if you're listening out there, feel free to arrogantly send me the email that says it's me because I should be mentioning your name. Did all the research last year about how we were trailing uh, or tied or losing and you, or winning uh, late game, and that when we were winning, the only games we lost were to the marquee players, and that we were more often than not we were trailing when we headed into – these late game situations when we were tied, we were, we were about even, unfortunately when we were leading, we were also even, we had lost to LeBron and Chris Paul and some of those guys last night. It's 66, 66, which sums it up with five minutes left. 
and the Jazz go on, I think, and score 13 points in their next eight possessions. That's pretty remarkable against the number one defensive team in the league. And it's a Boris Diaw hits the three, Hayward hits the three, Mack hits the three. Quinn's message to these guys were, just keep going, just keep shooting, just keep shooting. They're going to start falling. And on the flip side, the Jazz got some stops. You know, remember last year, it was no stops in defensive rebounding. It started again when they got the opening possession. They got four opportunities. Finally, Diaw flops and gets the call on Randolph. Okay, for all our upset about Conley. Martin misses a layup at the rim. Go Bears impact. Allen misses. Suddenly they're oh, three possessions they haven't scored. They throw that outlet pass for a turnover I talked about with three minutes left with the game with the Jazz up three. Uh, that one counts as a possession for us. I'm not sure we deserved. They, so that's four straight possessions of stops. The old phrase of Jerry Sloan's Jazz was three stops in a row, three stops in a row. They put together four. The, the feeling is you go get three in a row, you're going to win. They did. They get a stop. Gasol gets a layup. They get a stop on the next one. So now they've stopped him. They've only scored on one out of six. Conley scores. It's two out of seven. Conley misses. The Jazz only allow two out of eight buckets on two out of eight possessions. And the ballgame's over. They're up nine at that point. Really just a fabulously brilliant performance for, for numerous reasons. But mainly, tough, physical, brutal game. I didn't know we had the mental fortitude. I thought we'd been soft at times this year when teams got tough on us. Uh, I didn't know we had that. We got, we've got we gotten soft when we're up 20. Maybe that's okay. Uh, number two, big plays late. Number three, defensive stops late against a team that just doesn't lose those games. And it, the last two wins, the Dallas Rodney Hood game winner and this one, are the, the wins you get because you've been winning. Winning begets winning in the NBA. That was my message all year long. You have to have an early season win streak, and they've done it. Today's show is brought to you by Dan Spence and Jamalto. Jamalto is a global leader in digital security, bringing uh, trust to an increasingly connected world. We all know at this point <laughs> that data is the new gold, and so they're after the gold. What do you do? You have two choices. One is you go protect your perimeter and make sure that nothing ever gets in and nobody breaks through your your line. The other answer is that you have a release valve in your offense when the blitz comes. <clears throat> that's really, if we're talking football, and being Quinn Snyder and giving you a football analogy, the other choice. And that's the correct choice. Because if you look at the data over the years in network breach protection, people are getting in. You can't stop. Every now and then, they're going to blitz the seventh guy. You've only got five linemen. Your one running back picks it up. The seventh guy is getting in. And now you got to have the release valve. Well, the equivalent of the football release valve is that you use Jamalto and you protect for the breach. And the solution is you protect your data when it's at rest, protect your IP, put them in safe positions. Then you protect your data in a motion with two-layer encryption from the data center to data center, site to site, really without getting too technical. Think about it in this three ways. You're using encrypt your data and your IP. Then you're going to secure your manage your crypto keys. And then the last thing is you're going to control access and protect the identities of who's getting in and who's getting out. And also, 
how do you have a system that's just good enough so that if one person screws up and loses something or, or, or makes a mistake that it doesn't blow up your whole system? That's what Jamalto does for you. They're global leaders in it. Everywhere from here in the Bay Area with the biggest companies in the world to back in Utah with Dan Spence, regional sales manager. So contact Dan at dan.spence at jamalto.com. That's dan.spence at jamalto.com. Jamalto is G-E-M-A-L-T-O. Or you can just call Dan, 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. 501 540 Dan Spence, Jamalto, they will protect the breach and save your company. When the seventh linebacker, the seventh man, that third linebacker, that cornerback comes from the corner after you, they'll, they'll figure it out. All right, uh, the consistency level the Jazz are getting, 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 nice, David, uh, from their guys right now is what's separating them from teams, I've talked. We talked about the bell curve a lot, uh, which is you know the range by which your guys are performing, and the key to the bell curve is uh, making sure that the, it gets narrower and narrower. Teams are better if you have a guy averaging twenty-two points a game. Uh, Tony Two is probably a bad example because those guys are pretty special. But if you have a guy averaging, take Rodney Hood. This is kind of what I've talked about with Rodney all the time. Sixteen points a game, and one night he gets you twenty-two. And the next night he gets you ten. That that turns you into a five hundred team. And uh, the, the consistency level out of Hayward and Gobert right now. Rodney last night was a ten. My only concern with Rod is he stopped going to the free throw line again. You know, really that was the item. And I don't know if it's the hamstring um, or if it's really just his comfort level of how he plays. Uh, but it's hard for Rod to be a highly efficient player when he doesn't go to the free throw line. And he has, uh, but he has gotten more consistent. Last night was not, you know, it's a tough game. Tony Allen started on him. Uh, and But if you kind of look, by the way, in the opening, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but it just came up, four, six, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, fourteen games. Rod shot free throws in 13 of the first 14 games. Uh, since then, he's shot free throws in five of the last 11. So, you know, I don't know if it's the hamstring. He doesn't quite want to explode in there. I don't know. You know, it could be a lot of things. But it leads to, you know, last night he's 0 for 8 from 3. And so all of a sudden he is at 10 again, which he's been very rarely this year. So to his credit. Uh, but. Hayward and Gobert were the reason I was talking about this. These guys are just stars right now. I mean, Gordon last night, 22.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Gobert is ridiculous. 21 points, 12 rebounds on 9 of 9 shooting. He didn't shoot the free throws well last night. He was 3 of 7. Going into the game, in the previous 5 games, he was shooting 82% from the field and 82% from the free throw line. Really? That's insane. And then he goes 9 of 9, while Marcus Gasol goes 4 of 22. Now, Rudy's still going to go through a new... Rudy thinks it's all gravy right now. Uh, and, he, and he's rolling, and he's cocky, and he's confident, and I love him for it. But now is, now's the test, right? Like, that's 30 games. Let's see if you can do it for 50. And that's 30, 30, 50 more. And that's 30 games with an incredible pizzazz. Now let's see if he can, if he can hold it up. Uh, 
really, really going to be fascinating uh, to see how he can, if he can maintain this energy level. Pretty interesting last night in that kind of grind game to see who was successful and who wasn't. I'm pretty impressed of Shelvin Max, 10.6 rebounds, 5 assists last night. He did have 4 turnovers, but that's not a game where I would have thought... I thought the point of attack was going to be a very big problem for the Jazz in that game last night. Dante struggled with it. Dante had a tough night. Uh, with 15 minutes, 3 turnovers, 3 assists, no points. He had 3 assists early that were nice. He's having a hard time just getting the team into the natural flow of the offense. Joe Johnson last night did, against Vince Carter did not have a good night. Uh, Joe Ingles couldn't get free. Derek Favors was pretty valuable coming off the bench. That's an elite-level talent right there. And then Trey Lyles just showed his youth. It's going to be interesting as the year goes on with our, you know, young guys don't play a lot on really good teams. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Quinn continues to get Dante and Trey minutes to develop uh, as the season goes on uh, with how, you know, how important games are going to be. It's a very different world than what we've been in before, you know, recently. You know, good teams, you know, Jerry Sloan coached good teams, but he never plays young guys. Yeah, well, that's because they're trying to win every game. You know, that's what that's what happens. Uh, it's, a, it's hard. This league is really hard, and it's subtle. It's bringing the ball up the left side of the floor, maintaining your dribble, and Mike Connolly's on you to run the double stagger left to right pick rather than picking up your dribble when you're under pressure for a quick second. Second play of the game last night. Now the offense is blown. Doesn't look like anything to the average to most fans, but to Quinn Snyder, he's now just saw someone not get into the offense. You know, that's, these are the these are the items when you go if if you're a coach and watch it, you see very differently uh, than what we see. But this this team right now is is just playing terrifically, and Boris Diaz is a huge part of the starting lineup of Exum Hood, Hayward, Diaz, and Gobert is really good. And it closed last night with Shelvin instead of of Dante, but that four uh, on the floor that group has now played. Uh, 82 minutes together, which is the most of any four that is played all year. It is plus 34.7 per 100 possessions. That's crazy. That same group with George Hill is plus 24.8. So then you start looking at the four-man lineup of Diaw, Gobert, Hayward, and Hood. Take out whoever the point guard is. In 162 minutes... They're 30 plus 35.4. Plus 35.4. I'm not sure. I, I, haven't, I, I don't know if I can run this in enough time. Uh, if I do four-man units that have played 100 minutes, I can't imagine that there's many better. And that's just another sign of how great this team might be. You know, just if you start breaking every numerical thing you look at on this team, says that they are one of the elite teams in the NBA. That there are six or seven teams in this league that could play in a conference final. That and if you play in a conference final, you're just you're frankly waiting for a sprained ankle uh, away from from uh, from somebody to being in the NBA finals. But there are there are only seven teams right now that I think could. Uh, play in a Cleveland, the numbers say, Cle, not I think, the numbers say, Cleveland, Toronto, 
Golden State, San Antonio, L.A., Houston, and Utah. Those are the only seven teams that have that capability. Uh, Four-man units with 100 minutes played is what I'm trying to find for you right now. Uh, while I'm finding that, let me remind you that Jazz Holiday Ticket packages are available, and it's a hell, heck of a gift this year. It is a heck of a gift uh, this year. Uh, they have different pricing structures. They include movie passes. They include bees vouchers. They include fans vouchers. They include all sorts of great things. Go to utahjazz.com. If you want to be on Locked on Jazz as an advertiser uh, following the first of the year or even coming up right into the final week of Christmas or probably after the first of the year, uh, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. Our audience is 97% male. It's 20, 72% between the ages of 25 and 54 and 72% between the ages of 18 and 44. It's a loyal consistent audience that uh, podcast listeners have shown a greater uh, interaction with sponsors than any other media format. So please email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. I think the prices are reasonable. You can decide. The Jazz, D.L. Gobert, Hayward, and Hood of four-man units have played 100 minutes are number two in the NBA behind the Toronto lineup of Carol DeRozan, Lowry, and Patterson. Uh, Also... uh, Toronto's got four other units that's in there. Then the Warriors, Curry, Draymond Green, Igudala, and Thompson is next. But here, here's, here's what's worth noting. Of lineups that are plus 20, here are the teams involved. Toronto, Utah, Toronto, 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 Golden State, Toronto, Golden State, Houston, uh, Atlanta, sorry, Golden State, Golden State, Golden State, Utah, Golden State. Okay? Like, those are the only teams involved. You stretch it out and include those that are plus 15, and you get to be a wider group here. You get a Detroit, Golden State, Clippers, Toronto, Golden State, Golden State, Toronto, Toronto, Clippers, Clippers, Golden State, Utah, Portland, interesting, because they're not very good. Well, their defense is just terrible. Clippers, Golden State, Golden State. We're in the elite, guys. The Jazz are in the elite of the NBA. There's no other way to say it. Uh, Quick thoughts around the NBA here uh, for you. Uh, Washington might have clicked in. Impressive win over the Clippers last night. Uh, Blake Griffin is out. Uh, I don't know for how long. Minor knee surgery. They don't play anyone coming up. I don't see them... Really slipping. I tweeted this out last night. Um, I think they only play five of their next 18 games against five of their 19 games against above 500 teams. It means one of two things. It means they should continue to win, have no problem. The other angle is if they do lose their wins, they can't come back from. Okay, so it kind of goes both ways. Uh, so I think that's that's probably uh not going to have a huge impact. Bradley Beal had 41. He has finally clicked in to play like everybody thought. As Oh, I mentioned Washington. He clicked in. Houston's won 10 straight. Looks great. And uh, Boston, Boston is, I did not include in that group of seven teams. Statistically, they're just not there. However, they look like they're beginning to separate. Good 105-95 win for them. Last night they've gotten a little healthier. They have to be. They evidently have to be completely healthy. Um, they're ninth in the league offensively, thirteenth in the league defensively. They're getting close uh, and worth keeping an eye on. 
but the SEP and Milwaukee is at eighth but this, with some good units. But the SEP number separation, the reason I say there's only seven, is the net rating. The Warriors are plus 12. The Raptors are plus 11. The Clippers are plus 9. The Jazz are plus 7.5. The Rockets are plus 7. The Spurs are plus 7. The Cavaliers are plus 7. And the next is 2.5. There's just like a huge, huge separation there of really good teams and then okay teams. And then there's a few not very good teams. Uh, But that's kind of more progressive down the road. That is tip-off for today. Jazz rolling in Memphis. We'll talk about Golden State tomorrow as we get ready uh, for the ball game. Jazz uh, are rolling. It's really fun. Get your tickets to upcoming games. We'll be home uh, Wednesday against uh, Sacramento, Friday against a really, really good Toronto team. Tickets are available. Holiday ticket pack is available. And if you'd like to send me your pin across the world or advertise, email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. Have a good night. This is or good day. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.